You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by the Ty Capone here, fresh off of Super Bowl 58, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, the Chiefs took a victory, back-to-back Super Bowl Ws, this time against the San Francisco 49ers, 25-22, final score. Cry, 49ers cry. I couldn't be happier, and it couldn't have happened to a better organization and a better fan base. I hope you all are so sad today. And all of you scumbags in San Francisco cry and continue to cry because you are just one step above Cowboys fans. You haven't experienced any true victories, uh, you know, championships, that is. And you are still just looking back at videos of Steve Young and Joe Montana from the past. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. I had, I had a wager on the Chiefs. I had uh, a bunch of people over. We had, we actually had a, a good amount of of people show up for a nice little Super Bowl soiree, if you will, at me and my roommate's spot. So that was fun. Uh, we had a couple of dogs, a couple of doggos came over. Hell yeah. Uh, nice little lab. We had him running around, biting, not biting me, just scratching me up a little bit. That was fun. A uh, bunch of liquor, all the stuff, all the things, and the Chiefs won. So um, I, hope, I hope <laughs> I hope Niners fans... Um, I hope they're over playing Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I know I am. I know we are. Yeah. Uh, but now they get another taste, and they get uh, Kyle Shanahan just faltering in any kind of Super Bowl moment for the third straight, uh, not straight consecutively year-wise, but the third appearance he's made. He has blown a 10-point lead again. That's crazy. So uh, I think he's I think he's such a great mind, but, man, you know, Spags just took his lunch money, I guess. You know, uh, running mo- running all this motion and shotgun and, and long developing plays when um, when when they're zero blitzing you is that that third and four man. That's gonna it's gonna haunt them for a while. But uh, yeah, great teams find a way to win. You know, uh, Travis Kelsey didn't do shit in the first half, and then he showed up. George Kittle, Key West Kittle had one catch for four yards, and then he had one catch for zero yards, and that's all he did. That's all he did. I. I don't. Did he play? Actually, I don't. He might not have played. I think he thinks the game's tomorrow. Actually, <laughs> let me see if he knows. Oh, he the wrong Sunday. He, next Sunday they play. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Um, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. I, I don't know. Uh, you know. Shockingly, if, if he was, was grabbing his hamstring at some point during this game. Yeah, it seems he got like hurt, that he got hurt always so happens. bad. Yeah, weird. Uh, and then he came back in the game and did Dicky McGee's axe. Um, he barely outplayed Kyle Uschek. Uschek um, had a hell of a game. Oh, the only guy yeah, that really – Jawan Jennings was about to win MVP if it had gone the uh, other way. Yeah. Shout out to Kristen Juszczyk, Kyle's amazingly beautiful wife, by the way. Um, yeah, Jawan Jennings, what a, what a play that was. That was a hell bodied, of a Bodied, I think – I don't know if it was Jerry Sneed, but he bodied that corner, uh, number 38. Just don't know who he is. Uh, Leo Chanel had the game of his life, blocked the extra point, and he forced the fumble in the first quarter. Really, two just huge moments of that game. Shout out to Wisconsin Badgers. Couldn't be my LSU Tigers this year. Hey, but um, yeah, Mahomes was. I honestly don't think Brock Purdy was that bad. You know, his numbers don't look amazing. He didn't run. He didn't use his legs as much as 
he usually sometimes does. But I think Nick Bolton kind of being a spy, kind of just being that off-ball linebacker that um, Spags just knows what he's doing, man. Like, these guys weren't getting open. There wasn't any run lanes. Christian McCaffrey, his longest run of the night was 11 yards. Um, he, he was doing well as a receiver, but it, it didn't seem like in the second half they could really get anything going in the past game. Again, Ayuk uh, had a decent game, but he just only three catches. Uh, Debo had three catches. Kittle had two. They just they couldn't do anything. Two turnovers, just costly, costly turnovers. Oh, the man. special teams – Absolutely fucked them when um, that guy, the, the, the punt hit the guy's leg, and then yep. uh, Ray Ray McLeod tried to recover it. He tried to pick it up and run, which is dumb. Should just dove on it. Dove on it, yeah. Uh, and then they got the ball, and then I think right right away, right, first play, they threw to MVS and took the lead. Once they took the lead, I was like, man, this is over. But the Niners were able to rally a little bit, right, and then the, the blocked extra point. The Niners answered right away, right after that, with a tr- long, long, long drive, 12-play, 75-yard drive that ended with that touchdown to Juwan Jennings, and then Leo Chanel blocks the extra point. And that's when I think everyone's like, oh, man, we're just we're just trying to give this way th- this game away. Yeah. And then um, it, it didn't matter. I see a lot of chatter about this, and I, it, it means nothing. It's kind of being over-talked about, but nobody on the Niners knew what the overtime rules yeah. were. Yeah. That's a that's I, crazy. Like you said, like I don't think that's like a, it's it's definitely being like over talked about, but it it's also just like how do you not know? Like <laughs> how do you not know that? I I mean I didn't yeah. I personally didn't know it, but I also wasn't playing in the game, so I I, I mean yeah, I feel like the Chiefs were talking about they already knew about this and they were they had talked about what they were going to do and they had a whole game plan for e- either scenario, so. How do you, as a guy who's playing in the game, and especially your head coach, seemed like he had no idea what to do and made the wrong choice? He def- like I thought right away you should have just given the ball to the other team. No matter what happens, you, yeah. you give the ball to the other team. And I heard some people say, well, it doesn't matter. If they both score a touchdown, then you get the ball back, and then it's your chance to win. Well, it's like... But, but like the Chiefs had already said, like it's not going to matter because if they score a touchdown and we go down and score a touchdown, we're going for two. And we're going yeah. to decide the game here on, on a two-yard play, and that's the right call to do, I'd say. I do think the Niners' defense was gassed, and that's probably what led to sure um, that that them doing that. I, again, it just kind of boggles my mind. Adam Schefter said it earlier. He was on uh, the McAfee show, and he's like, there wasn't a memo sent out to, to all the teams about the overtime rules. They should have just all known. Like, they all do know. So there doesn't have to be a memo sent out. Like, all these teams know. It's just crazy that – Kyle Juszczyk, of all people, he's like, like heart and soul of that team down near. He didn't know. Yeah. Like, you know, if they would have scored a touchdown, imagine the whole team just runs on the field acting like the game's over. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sixers, uh, Sixers versus Celtics throwback oh, with the confetti. Let, let's bring this back to the sideline, guys. The game's not over. So that would have been funny to see. That would have been cool to see. The halftime show was awesome. I wish it was a little longer, honestly. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. Seeing Ludacris pop up was awesome. Little John looks great for, uh, I think he's like 50. Um, that was fun. Did you realize how old you are when you saw people tweeting, who's that guy? And it was literally <laughs> them circling Little John. I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting old. There's These 13-year-olds are like, yo, who the we, fuck uh, is that guy? They're like, I know yeah. that guy. He's in Fast and the Furious. You're like, oh, man, no. No, no, you're not talking about Luda. Yeah, I, it, oh, yeah. man. I'm getting old, though. Sad. We are getting old. We are getting decrepit decrepitly old so yeah um it was boring the, the beginning of the, the game, game was boring, boring sure. itself i i will say yeah. that i will say the second half though it, it, you know it, at least it got eventful 
and it's not just because it's the second half, but like even the third quarter, that you know, that's when every play just became so important. You saw a couple fuck ups happening. You're like, damn, man, like who's going to grab this game and take it? And the yeah. Chiefs did, but then the Niners answered, and then the Chiefs, you know, it was kind of then it was back and forth. But yeah, I, I agree for the most part. But the fact that it did end pretty well, um, yeah, I have no complaints about the game as a whole. Maybe that's because I was, you know, enjoying some beverages and whatnot. But no, but what- some, some Delta Eight. We were we were just watching it as fans, you know. This is the uh, the 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 thing about the Super Bowl, especially when the birds aren't in it. It's just a game where you really, you know, you may have a bet here and there, but it's kind of just the ultimate. Just enjoy. It's the last game of the year. Last time you're going to get to see the shield, the NFL shield on the on the field, and get the experience. You know, a one more football Sunday before you go into kind of a hibernation for half a year, seven months until some meaningful football happens again. So you just enjoy it. You take it in, and the, the first half seemed like a back and forth of a, who's going to blink first, who's going to make the first mistake, but then they kind of were going back and forth making mistakes. Pacheco fumble, yeah. McCaffrey fumble, you know, and then the second half there was, you know, and Mahomes throwing an interception. There was plenty of mistakes yeah. back and forth, but... Kelsey didn't show up in the first half. No, no, and, and, he's, and he's assaulting Andy Reid on the sideline, which that was... <laughs> That's quite a thing to say. And, that was wild, yeah. And but that's just kind of that's football, though. That's that's just that's being in the Super Bowl. That's the intensity of try, everyone's trying to get a certain goal accomplished and done. And they they you were starting to like they the, the intensity on one sideline was like we are letting this slip through our fingers. We need to do something about it. And the, the other sideline, it's I'm not saying they weren't intense, but it just didn't seem like they were able to match that intensity. I mean, crazy, you know, to see Dre Greenlaw blow his Achilles out running onto the field. That's insane. I've never seen that before. That's unfortunate. I know he's had his history with Big Dom. I don't want to see a guy get seriously injured like that. I, I that's that's seriously unfortunate. Big Dom was on the field before the game though, so that oh, is that's a little alarming that that happened. You know, maybe somebody should look into that. That 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 the Italians might have pulled something there, but all in all. Also, gotcha. with Dre Greenlaw real quick, uh, the, his backup came in, gave up nine catches on nine yeah. targets, one touchdown, had a pro football-focused coverage rate of 32, and he had a passer rating of 134.7 when targeted. So, yeah, that 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 sucks. That's Shout-out to Dave Greenlaw. Shout-out to Dre Greenlaw. Shout-out to all the Greenlaws. Um, yeah, seeing that happen, man, in the, in the biggest stage, the biggest moment now – you know what's the status going to be for next year? Like who knows? Probably right? done next year. Yeah. Who knows thing. what happens in the, for the rest of his career? So uh, he was a damn good player in college, and he had like thousands of tackles at Arkansas. So um, yeah, that sucks to see. I hate it. I hate that he's a Niner, and I hate that he you know tore his Achilles doing uh, you know calisthenics to get ready to stretch himself before he gets on the field. Just makes a movement, a regular movement, and uh, snaps his Achilles. That's fucking terrible. Yep. He's just like fired up to get back out in the field, and then his Achilles just blows out from him when he's when he's running back out there. So that's unfortunate. I agree with uh, what you said about Brock. I don't think Brock was bad. I don't think he was great, but I don't think he was necessarily bad. He made some good throws here and there, and yeah. I, I just think you know, there's only so much he can do as a you know he's limited as a as a talent. I would say he didn't. I I am in agreement though. I I don't think he used his legs that much, but I I really. Don't think he's that quick of a guy when you keep him in the pocket. It seemed like that was the kind of goal from the Niners, or not the Niners, the Chiefs' defensive line was to kind of hem him in and keep him in the pocket and make him make throws from inside that little 
confined space, and when he was able to get out, they had somebody spying him and running him down on the outside, or if not spying him, then somebody broke out from the defensive line and kept him from really picking up serious yards uh, on the ground. Mahomes was, was able to pick up some serious yards with his feet, and Andy, Andy still is showing you why he is the, uh, one of the greatest offensive lines this league has ever seen. He still pulls out plays that you're not expecting or what was it one of the fourth downs where they ran that kind of uh, motion with Kelsey the fake kind of like pitch that they always run but Mahomes kept it and ran uh, up the middle yep. picked up like 15 10 15 yards just stuff like that the motion that they ran against us last year that kind of to Juju with that fake yeah. going in and then fake going back yeah. out when Bradbury kind of peeled off of uh, Gardenham I think it, that's who it was but Love it. yeah it's, One year ago today, actually, I yeah. my Snapchat decided to tell me, like, it hey, did. this is what happened a year ago today, yep. buddy. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. So, Goddamn right I do. Yeah. Uh, Brutal. It's unfortunate. Brutal. But, hey, man, the Chiefs, they were a team. Like, you, you saw them live this year, and we kind of talked about leading up to this game. They just seemed like... They are one of those like patriot like teams that just find a way to win. No matter what happens, they always find a way for things to go their way. And that was another example of that happening in that game last night. And really, I mean, Pat Mahomes won the MVP. And I think it kind of came down to who else were you going to give it to? Yeah. Nobody uh, was really worthy of it. Yeah. Harrison Bucker for that field goal, the, the yeah. longest field goal in Super Bowl history. That was pretty crazy. Moody uh, was yeah, bagging nobody... 50 yarders, like no problem the whole the whole yeah. game. Uh, I think who else? Yeah, who else could you have really given it to? Chris Jones? No. Trent McDuffie? No. Uh, Kelsey, no. You know, if he, if Kelsey would have scored the the walk off, uh, the late touchdown, maybe. But honestly, I wouldn't. I would. I would have not been upset if Nicole Harvey got it. So, but no, I think Mahomes definitely deserved. It. I mean, three hundred, I think four hundred total yards. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, dude, just you know, I'm not going to call him the goat yet. So it's, it's so hard to catch Tom Brady, but man, he's he's um he's making it look easy on on, really? his, on his path on his journey. Uh, he's what the same age as you and I. He's twenty eight, and he has three rings. I think there's only five, five uh, players, five quarterbacks with three rings all time, right? It's what Brady, um, is it Elway, Mahomes, Montana, uh, Montana, and Bradshaw, Steve Young, Bradshaw. Yes. So maybe Steve Young's in there for Elway. I don't know if Elway. Ha- I don't know. I think but, Elway's got two. Yeah. So maybe it is. Yeah. Um, and the fact he's he's already there, twenty eight. Um, is he your number two best quarterback of all time as it stands right this moment? Uh right now I would probably. Uh, I, he's either he he's right there with Peyton at, at two in my mind, and I know. Yeah. My list is kind of skewed to Troy Aikman, Brad, oh, Troy Aikman, Bradshaw, Montana, and Brady are the three. With That's him. right. Aikman, yeah, Aikman. Fuck me. I forgot about him. That's how I wanted to look that up because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, we're missing somebody here that I have. Somebody, haven't. yeah. Uh, but, no, I think he's – if he hasn't surpassed Peyton, he's right there on his level because, honestly, why hasn't he surpassed him, really? Because, I yeah, mean, he I may mean, not have the great at, statistical at, seasons, but this guy just – the way he plays the game, it's so much different than those other guys that we're naming. And he always – he has that in him. He Really, last year we saw it with our own eyes that – running to pick up them yards at the end of the game and he has that that it factor that that yeah. rip your heart out of your chest kind of the Brady factor yes <laughs> he really does he has that and I think we need to respect it and understand what we're watching and, and I do now and then I don't 
don't love it when the when he's playing the Eagles, but when you're just watching sure. a game against the 49ers, you sure do grow an appreciation for it. And this guy is generational. He really is. And I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be right there in the conversation with the Joe Montana. He's better than Troy Aikman. I, you know, Terry Bradshaw, that was... It's just a different game than than it was then. So you know, you I, I hate when people start proving that the stats and all that. And it's more to me, it's more of how you find a, like how you win these games and how you find a way. And I think in all three of their Super Bowl victories, were they down ten by ten points? I think I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Both uh, times against the Niners. And were were they down us. ten last night? Yeah, ten nothing. Right. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So crazy. Pretty crazy. So that that just goes to show you what kind of guy and what. Well, what he has inside him, and he, he's built different. Truly is. How many times did Peyton play on a stack team and, you know, come up short? Yeah. Um, and kind of get himself carried to a ring that one time, right, with the Broncos? Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, that legendary season absolutely was like 20 of 50 in the, in the game. So, yeah, um, I have no problem with that. I mean, an actual dual threat, you know, um, just so smart and so methodical and so surgical. Uh, yeah, he's 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 up there for sure. I mean, he's probably going to get another one or two, right? I don't see sure, why not. Why not? Um, we'll see what they do next year. I mean, they're, they're going to have to give him some receivers, right? Because there's yeah. a chance that there's a chance that things but, just don't go. But do well. they? You know, like uh, he just <laughs> I won. Guess, I mean, they he just won the Super Bowl you know, with MVS and Rasheed Rice. Yeah, I think they should definitely draft another Rasheed Rice type, or maybe get a big, speedy guy kind of to replace MVS or Argument. I'm sure both of them won't be back. Um, yeah, maybe get another tight end just to kind of, you know, have another option. And I'm sure, you know, let's say they win it again. Let's say they win it next year. Does Kelsey retire? I think maybe. I think maybe him and Big Red hang him up, or at least one of them. So you're going to have to try to find an- another game breaker uh, in some sort, a running back or a receiver or a tight end. And they're pretty good at finding those guys. So um, I have faith in them to do that. Uh, good front office, good coaching staff in general. They're going to keep Spags. Nobody's going to really want him as a head coach. He's He's older, so yeah, um, they're they're gonna be back again. Yeah, and really, no, no reason not to. They're in they're in a perfect situation. I, I on the other side of the of the field, you got the 49ers who again come up short, and I find it hilarious, obviously, and I think you do as well. I just fuck them. It. That's how, that's how I feel. It's I don't care. You all. Popped in the comments, you had what you know, cry, cry, 49ers or whatever, cry, Eagles, cry. You had all that shit to talk. You said all that shit after the Super Bowl last year when we got screwed, and you knew it. And now you have no excuse. You said, well, it would have been different if Brock was healthy and Brock played. And when Brock's here, it'll be different. Well, you made the Super Bowl. You choked. Your head coach is a choker. He's a known choke artist. And the same thing happened once again. So... Congratulations to the 49ers for coming up short. You'll be paying Brock Purdy franchise quarterback money soon enough. I don't, I don't know if it's this offseason, but it, that time is coming up. No, it's still got a couple years. Yeah. Uh, they got lucky that they drafted him in the seventh round and didn't sign him as a, as a UDFA because uh, they have more control, and then they can tag him. So they don't have to you know extend him, but eventually they're going to have to make a choice, right? A couple years, they're definitely going to have a decision to make. I would not pay him big money, but... I also kind of said that about Hurts, and I was like, well, what the fuck else are we going to do? You know, I saw people saying uh, that Shanahan needs a quarterback to transcend his system, and I just don't know where you can get those guys. I mean, this draft class is pretty weak at quarterback, and they're all going to go early, top five, top ten. Look at next year, man. It's it's bad. 
there should be somebody like Jaden Daniels who just pops up out of nowhere and then, you know, is one of the top three, top five quarterbacks. But uh, it's Carson Beck, it's Shadur Sanders, and that's it. You know, people want, want to hype up Jalen Milrow. I think he stinks. He's not I think good. He, yeah. I think he might just have to move positions in the NFL. I'm not saying that because, you know, he's a running quarterback. I'm saying that because he can't throw. Um, you know, kind of, he kind of reminds me of Ter- Terrell Pryor a little bit, just a little thicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they, um, they have a lot of, a lot of what is. They have a lot of question marks in San Francisco 49ers. Their O line, besides Trent Williams, is not great. And what happens when Trent Williams finally ages or, you know, somebody knocks him the fuck out, hopefully. But what happens when, you know, Kittle or Debo or Ayuk Lee, they're going to have to give Ayuk a lot of money. And I think they will because they know he's probably their best receiver, true receiver. Um, but yeah, <laughs> not having Hufanaga definitely hurt them. They had a couple injuries, but Nick Bosa uh, was balling. I didn't notice Hargrave that much. I think he had a couple big plays, but yeah, the NFC, at least the NFC is pretty uh, not good, right? At least they have that going. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still gonna be tough, man. Getting back there is I mean, look how hard it was for us, right? So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I would say they're probably more equipped to get back there than we were necessarily this year. But yeah, we lost everything. Yeah, but again, it's who's to say? You, you, you know, I mean they have they're gonna have a lot of the same coaching staff. I think they have a lot better of a leadership structure. In their uh, just kind of franchise in general, with John Lynch running things down to Kyle Shanahan, but you know things are going to start to kind of burst at the seams there. I would assume because how many times can you get back or get close like that with the same kind of crew of guys with you know mix in here and there and the Stebo Kittle, you know, and you come up short, and you know at some points the the point the fingers are going to start pointing. And people are going to start getting upset and mad at Shanahan or mad at this guy or mad at that guy. It's, it's kind of what happened this year here in Philadelphia. So anything can happen. You got another year, you know, of Debo, another year older, Kittle, another year older. All these guys, another year older. It's uh, it's unfortunate. They come up short again. It's unfortunate for them. It's great for me. Fuck them. Who cares? Yeah. But yeah. You know, Fletcher also, Cox told them to eat a dick after the game. So that. <laughs> That but that, that's because they, they don't know when to shut the fuck up. That's their, I think that is 49ers, the players, and the fans' problem is they don't know when to shut their mouths. And now, now they're finding it out. Fan base. Yeah, really. Yeah, I think one of the worst fan bases for sure. Them and the Raiders. I mean, the, the, there's a reason they, those guys brawl every game. How many times do you see Eagles fans brawling after a game on social media? It's not that often. I mean, I, sure, a couple times, but I don't really see that, man. I see a lot of Bills. I see a lot of Raiders, Niners. Uh, Cowboys, um, yeah, <laughs> like uh, the Niners suck. The fan base sucks. They suck. They play in San Fran. Blow me. Eat a dick, like eat, Fletcher. Eat Cox a said. dick is Fletcher Cox. That's pretty crazy. Telling somebody to eat a dick is one of the best yeah. things. I think you know you could you could tell somebody one of the best insults. Like I think go fuck yourself is good. Yeah, I think eat a dick is really good. That is, uh, yeah, and AJ Brown was probably at home crying last night because his boy Debo <laughs> lost. Because he loves Debo so much. A really weird relationship that some of these NFL yeah. guys have with each other. Yeah. I'm sure Darius Slay was crying, saying, uh, b- sad to see the Bird Gang take an L or something like that. You know, he. Yeah. Uh, very, <laughs> very weird relationships, like you said. 
kind of similar to the Arkansas basketball program. We've been keeping up with that. Oh boy, that's um, not exactly the same thing, but <laughs> it could be. It, you know, I don't know. know. Brown's a bit odd. I don't know. I'm not saying anything in that. DK Metcalf also. Yeah, NFL receivers in general, I think, are just absolute crazy. Odell Beckham. Him and Kim K are together. What do you think of that? How about that? Yeah, they're taking uh, the next steps in their relationship. Kim K, man, she uh, she loves her athletes. She likes the. Uh... Yeah, I don't really care. I, I don't. Also, I... he was with Chloe at one time, I believe. Was so he really? he's just making his way, making his way through the fam. Up, oh, watch out, Courtney. Watch out, Kylie. <laughs> Kendall. Yeah. You know, Ben Simmons. Did you see the video of Ben Simmons speaking Chinese? <laughs> uh, yeah, they did like a Chinese New Year for the uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, and they had them all speaking Chinese. And that's what somebody commented. They're like, "Dude, you have no idea the meme potential that all of this yeah. has." Get and ready to learn Chinese. Looks like you already have. It's literally Ben Simmons speaking Chinese. I'm like, I this is good. One bad game next week. I'm gonna be seeing him speaking Chinese on my timeline with thirty thousand yeah. likes on it. Just easy. The, Sims, the Samsung Sharks, or yeah. the Shanghai Sharks, the Guangdong Tigers is one of my favorite ones as well. But. Uh, and on that note, uh, end of the NFL season. Uh, ne- next will be the draft. I guess is the big thing. You know, you'll have free agency and whatnot. I don't really know of the big free a- NFL free agents that are going to be available. If there's well, going to be, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, for, so some of the dates: February twentieth is when the the tags are going to get started. Uh, the combine is going to be end of February to March. I think it's like a couple four was it four days, right? Um, the franchise tag. Designation deadline will be March fifth. Free agency begins the eleventh, I believe, and then um, I, I guess the the contact period is the eleventh. You can't officially sign till the thirteenth of March. And then there's uh, what else? We have a league meeting March twenty fourth to twenty seventh in Orlando. Maybe I'll be down there. Hell yeah, or up up there, I should say. Uh, April fifteenth, off season workout programs. Nineteenth deadline for restricted free agents. Also the day of Taylor Swift's new album. And Not then out. April 25th to the 27th, we have the draft. So I'm excited for sure. Uh, whoever we take at 22, I want Kool-Aid, man. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to see if Kool-Aid McKinstry can, can stick around to 22, but we'll see if corners, if a lot of corners start going. I like that kid from Toledo, Quinion Mitchell. Um, yeah, I, I want a corner. That's what I want with my first pick in the round. But just defense, I think, in general, is what I want with that first pick. A linebacker, a corner, uh, safety, Something. I, I saw a pass on Brian Branch, and now he's one of the best safety slash nickels in the league. And not happy about it. Not happy. I feel like we've had some some misses. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's going to be a lot that's figured out from free agency as well that will kind of figure out oh what they're targeting in the in the draft, sure. and, and things will become a little bit more clear. I mean, the free agents this year. It's not that bad. I mean, and not that we're like, not that we're. I'm saying we're in line to get any of these guys, but there's names like Mike Evans out there. I don't know how accurate this is. I'm on uh, Spot Track, just kind of looking at some of the contracts that are on Mike Evans, uh, Derek Henry, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, Austin Eckler. I think we'll be looking for a running back. I don't know if at that level, but I mean, there could be. Yeah. We could we could be you know uh, interested in something like that. Who knows? And, and you know, and the we talked about the linebackers, the Devin Whites of the world, and whatnot. No but it, we should be curious to see what's going to happen. And uh, is Tyron Smith a free agent for the, uh, the Cowboys? Um, I don't know. I would be surprised. I don't know how accurate any of this stuff is. So I never know. You never know. There's always options and yeah, shit. or, or they rework this guy's contract, and uh, you know, who knows? But. I was just curious to see if 
PFF. Oh, PFF does have free agent to be rankings. Chris Jones is going to be a free agent. Yeah, so I think they'll they'll keep him. I mean, they sh- sh- fucking sure should. If not, I, I, I would <laughs> sell the farm and start clearing cap out if I could get a guy like that and, and on my team. Kirk Cousins, I know that's not something we're looking for, but he's going to be a free agent. Josh Allen from the Jaguars. That's one that I actually would be very, very interested in, especially since, you know, Hassan Reddick asked for a trade and we're, we're granting yeah. him the right to uh, look or, or pursue a Which trade. Which not, I'm not against because he's 29. Neither yeah, am I. We talked like about a, it. Neither either one of those guys, him and Sweat, could go. They, they, they made no impact. 60 million, I'm good. I don't want to give a 29-year-old a big deal. Not that he doesn't deserve it. I just – somebody else can do that. The Jaguars can do that as we take Josh Allen. I feel like that's a good swap, right? So, yeah. Something like that. I saw somebody say, it's Nolan Smith's time. And I'm like, well, slow down a little bit. I don't know if he's ready to come in and just play all of Hassan Reddick's snaps. I'm not sure if that's really what we want to do right away. But sure, something we want to look towards – Getting him on the field more, <clears throat> he is pretty young for his, you know, for where he is in the league. Also very raw, so I, I don't want to anoint anoint Nolan Smith season yet, not yet, but uh, for sure, definitely get him involved more in the pass rushing game. Hopefully, bring BG back. We'll see what Fletcher wants to do. We'll even see if Cox. Uh, we'll see if uh, Kelsey wants to come back. Yeah, somebody said maybe he's on a under his hire to play for the Chiefs. I don't I know about that, that one. Yeah, he'd be public enemy number one, I think. In this city. That would be a huge, huge drop-off in fan support. Um, yeah, I just think think of it from the logistical standpoint of it. Does he really want to uproot his family for a year to go to Kansas City to go play with the Chiefs who already have a center? And, yeah, you know, there's a lot of different – like I, I think in theory – There'd be more. I think there's more likelihood of tr- Travis coming here than there is uh, Jason going there, and I don't think either one's wow. going to happen. I'm just saying in general, yeah. like logistically, would make more sense for Travis to come here than anything else. But uh, uh, what about T. Higgins? He's also a free agent. I would love T. Higgins, but somebody's going to give him a lot of like twenty, twenty-five yep. million a year. Or so Brian Burns. I like Brian Burns. I think we almost traded for him. Yeah, so that that could be a name you could see. End up uh, Christian Wilkins, Justin Marubike, I believe is how you say this gentleman's name. Yes, I'm not sir. sure. Who knows? Ant- Antoine Winfield Jr. Now, ooh, Minnesota boy. Now we're talking Antoine Winfield Jr. How about that? Jalen Johnson from the Bears. Like him. Uh, like him, Utah. Le- Sneed. Would love him. I don't know so if Louisiana that's. Louisiana Tech right there. Yeah, I don't know if that's possible. Michael Pittman Jr. I didn't know he was a free agent as well. Man, this is going to be a good free agent class. Danelle Hunter. I mean, Mike Evans all the way down here at 13. I know he's like on the older side, but he's still he's still got yeah. some burn left in him. Tyron Smith, the Cowboys. Kendall Fuller. I'll just read a couple more of these. Leonard Williams. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Huff. DJ Reader. And Kyle Duggar. Love, D- love DJ Reader. So there, there's about the top twenty. I think it's a pretty, you know, a couple good names in there. Calvin Ridley, you know, that's also another name to kind of look out for. I don't know if the Eagles will be involved in any sort of wide receivers. Chase Young also played his last game for the Forty ers last night. Barkley, Josh yeah. Jacobs, Derek Henry. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of you know Frankie Luva. We talked about all these guys, but I could keep going scrolling down this list. And be yeah. like, oh, I like that guy. Oh, I like else? that guy. Yeah. There's really a lot of names CJ that Edwards? are available. Hey, maybe, maybe. But that is the NFL for the season. I hope you all enjoyed the year. I did, too. I enjoyed talking about it all year long. It's kind of the first real year we had a week-by-week-by-week week week breakdown of the Eagles season. 
And we will continue throughout the offseason. We're not going away, ladies and gentlemen. We are not just a football podcast. We are a sports podcast. We are a Philly sports podcast. And we move on to the Philadelphia 76ers. That's right. I know you all are so excited about this. But we took last week off, kind of not by choice. I almost died on Thursday and Friday afternoon. So those were the two Damn. days we were really going to. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you that. After that podcast, I went, took a nap. Went to work, fought for my life to God. get through work, threw up the whole night. <laughs> like it threw up the whole night, was shitting water. It was it was a really bad situation. And then woke up uh Saturday or Friday morning or Friday afternoon. Friday morning still felt like shit, took a nap, woke up Friday like afternoonish, was ready to go. Was, All right, I'm yeah. back in the game. But it was Well, if you should feel any better. I uh, I had a very vivid dream last night. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> That I got in a plane, a plane crash. Nice. But we survived. Awesome. Somehow. Uh, I woke up and I was like, dude, what the fuck? Did I survive a plane crash last night? I kind of hope so. But uh, so we've been, um, we've, we've been, been close to death it. in many. Yeah, we've <laughs> been going through it in real life and in the dreaming world. So, yeah, hopefully you're all good going forward. Hopefully I don't get in any plane crashes. You know who else is going through um, it? The the Sixers organization. So <laughs> Let's go. Let's go that way. How about that for a segue? Yeah, the the Sixers, half court offense. Yeah, the Sixers have fallen by the wayside. They have fallen apart in the last week or so. We we missed the trade deadline, but I think the Sixers did as well. They didn't realize that they were supposed to get guys for some of the guys they were getting. They seemed like they were just cleaning cap out for really no reason. We'll go through some of these deals, but before that, I think Ty, we even found out that. The Embiid situation was going to be a we have to wait four weeks and then it's going to be a reevaluation or is it six weeks? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's I think it's four and then probably a couple more. Probably so. a couple more and then we'll probably you, see him in two months. Was probably the the thought process. Uh, yeah. I want to see him in the regular season a little bit, just a little bit before the playoffs. I don't want him coming right back in the playoffs. All that pressure. Next thing you know, he's five of eighteen from the field and we're going home in four games to the uh, Pacers. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, I want to see him get some. Honestly, I don't. I don't think it matters. He's going to be. He's going to be hurt. He's going to be worn down. He's going to be slowed down by this nagging injury. It's not going to just go away. No, it's not happening. <laughs> um, and then combining that with his lack of playoff success, I mean, he has one of the biggest drop offs in points per game from regular season to postseason. I think ever in NBA history. I think he has the number one with like eleven, twelve point drop off. Uh, in the 30s to 20 in the playoffs. So mixing that with a bad knee, yeah. And also, you know, we just don't go deep as a team, really. I mean... <clears throat> Definitely not anymore. The, the other day against the Wizards, and this won't be like this in the playoffs, the other day against the Wizards, our three guys off the bench that we played, only three of them were Ricky Council, who, by the way, played great. He did. Um, I would love to see him play some more. Ricky Council, the fourth. Campaign and K.J. Martin. That's our rotation. Um, did, did you see also that Ricky Council's brothers are also just named Ricky Council, but they have one less number? No. I don't know if no. that's true, but I saw somebody tweet that, and I, I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. I, I don't know if I don't know if it's true, and I just kind of was like one of those things where like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll go I'll with that. I'll believe it, yeah. <laughs> I'll go so, with yeah, it. he actually had a double-double, played it pretty well. Uh, the Providence legend. Actually, he's from Arkansas. Yes. Actually, he's from both. So, um <laughs> Ricky Council's two older right. brothers are also named after his father, Ricky Council. Both Ricky Council the <laughs> second and Ricky Council the third also played college basketball. So uh, there you go. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, I feel. Uh, 
I guess that makes sense why I'm like, damn, I feel like Ricky Council's been around for a while. You know, <laughs> You've seen like a couple been, of them. He's been playing football, uh, basketball for a long time now. I don't know why that's, you know, why that's so. But um, it turns out I think Ricky is not from. Um, I think he's from um, Wichita State in Arkansas, not Providence. I'm trying yeah. to, maybe one of the other ones went to Providence. Uh, who knows? That, I- that that could be that could be an option, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the other one did. Right now, he went. Yeah. Ricky Council the second went to Providence. See, hard to keep track. Really Not hard. Too crazy. Really hard to keep track. But the the Sixers got Buddy Heald. Ty. That that was the move that really shocked me personally because it kind of didn't make all that much sense compared to when you looked later on and when they did all the other moves. You were like, well, why did you do that? For the first move made you think, wow, like they they might actually be out here going to get like. They're going after. We talked about. I know you have already been on the. They're done. Like that's cooked. Just I, and I was of the the thought process of if they will really want to compete this year and survive this sort of stretch, they need to, they need to go out and get some one of those names like the Dejounte Murray and someone like you know like someone of that stature. Maybe a Demar Derozan. I know like these guys aren't going to change the world, but. They'll maybe hold you over and help you win those Wizards games or the the Cavaliers games or you know maybe find a way to win some of these games. They trade what uh, Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz, and three seconds is that was that the uh, extent of that deal I think. But uh, for Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald is now a Sixer. In the last couple games, he's I, I it, it'll probably be great once Joel comes back, but. Who, who, who knows? He's playing when... pretty well in his first couple games yeah, here. He's, I mean, dude, he's getting like the most assists of any player on our team, which kind of makes me uh, confused because he hasn't passed the ball. But <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not mad at this trade at all. I mean, the second round picks, nothing. Marcus Morris. I mean, he's already, he already got traded again and then bought out. Um, Furkan Korkmaz, we needed to trade because he had some money that we had to get rid of so he can be under the apron, the second apron, I guess, is what it is. Um, and what else? Second round picks were Toronto's in twenty twenty four, Portland's in twenty twenty nine, the Clippers in twenty twenty nine. So yeah, I'm not going to be upset about that at all. I, I like the addition. There, there was just we were very strapped for cash. I mean, we're going to get a bunch of cap space in the off season. I'm seeing, but there was not much we could do. Kind of like the Lakers. The Lakers didn't do anything at the deadline because they kind of couldn't. Uh, we could. We were in the similar in a similar way. Like nobody wanted Tobias Harris. People were like, "Why is Tobias Harris still a Sixer?" It's like nobody wants him. You yeah. can't just what are you gonna just you're gonna trade him, you're gonna force trade. You can't do that. You, there, nobody wants him, you can't trade him. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Nobody I'm wants to be Nobody would like take a, a bite on him for the last I'm not. stretch of the season though. Don't you, don't you yeah, think he, I'm not. You, you could get three good months out of him to maybe yeah, help maybe. your team? I I guess really if you're trying to win a championship, you're not gonna add Tobias Harris. No, so. definitely not. I guess um, that's probably the thought process. I, I saw people complaining about the Jaden Springer trade. I don't understand why he shoots like 30% from the field. Uh, I, I just know. think it's if, who they gave him to. Yeah, give him the Boston. Is, he's not going to play there. I don't care. He's going to play five minutes. He's going to play 15 minutes a game. He's going to get five fouls, four steals, two blocks, and he's going to be like one of five from the field. He's going to be like Matisse Thibel. That's exactly what he is. I saw people saying, oh, we just helped Boston. It's like, no, we did not help Boston. No. I'm sorry. I, I, we we, we was, traded his money because it was guaranteed. I was more just like, why did they do that now? Like, it just it didn't seem like it was really like a necessity. And he's like, well, they're, he's two to three years away from really helping us if he, if he ever does. And it's like, well, you yeah, knew that cool. when you drafted him. So I don't know. 
really yeah. why you would trade him now because it doesn't like wouldn't you wait a little bit longer and wait for the asset to kind of grow like grow a little bit maybe get a little bit more from him and he it's it's tough though Ty because you see him like the last week that he was here he's guarding Luca he's guarding yeah, Curry he's, he's doing pretty good weird, yeah like sure. I agree that that's where I agree with people because it's like damn that's tough because you just saw you felt like you were finally starting to get the fruits of the labor of of putting all that work in and having him play in the G League and all that. So I get what they're saying, and, and that with the Celtics. I don't think, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, the Celtics just won the championship because they got J- Jaden Springer added into, like you said, he's not even going to play, really. So yeah. it's unfortunate for him. He's probably, I mean, hopefully he gets sent to their G League and he can get more work in. But he really was starting to kind of spread his wings as a defensive guy because when they, even when they played the Jazz on TNT, he was – like locking up Jordan Clarkson toward the end of that game was hey you could tell he is a factor on the defensive end it's just another one of them guys where we you need something from him on the offensive end and they can't shoot at all so you can't even stand in the corner and catch and catch and shoot every once in a while it's killer oh. uh what what else did they do they traded uh, they, they traded Pepev for campaign in a second I think and yeah, uh, that was more of the emotional aspect of it, which didn't make much sense because campaign's not the belief is that he's not going to add much. But Pat Bev was not giving you really all that much off the bench, and <laughs> yeah. not especially on the yeah. offensive end. The only problem I have with a lot of their trades is they seemed all really offensive centric. When I was really liking how you know when the team was hitting at all cylinders, how they were doing well on the defensive end. That that was the the negative i thought from all these different moves but again cam yeah. it's more of the emotional aspect of trading pat bev for campaign and, and now he's going to the bucks to play with doc and you know and, uh, he was gonna fight dame lillard multiple times in the past so and they trade daniel house for nothing uh, and they well they, thank god they, well yeah and it's just a, another nothing trade and the, that's right, Ty. They cleared room. They, you know, after all that cap manipulation, after all the stuff they were able to clear the deck for, getting under that apron, they still were able to scrounge up the funds to acquire Mister BBL himself. Kyle Lowry is coming back home, and he put out. He literally put out a so. hype video. He put out a hype video, Ty, of him. Coming home. I'm coming home. That's great. That's I'm coming so sad. home. And I saw somebody, I retweeted it. It was uh, a big three graphic, and it was the guy from Batman. Yeah. Going, what are you showing me? Come on. <laughs> but Kyle Lowry is 37. He will be 38 in March. And, yeah, really, uh, what what yeah. can you say? <laughs> well, uh, it's... Uh, one of the most underwhelming uh, times for this to happen. I was ready for this to happen three years ago, I think, when he was going to Miami or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, really, though, Ty, uh, in the last four games he played, and he was playing 25, 24, 29, and 24 minutes, I believe this was for the Miami Heat. I don't think he ever really did suit up for the uh, Hornets. The Hornets, I, no. He, he scored 2-4, two, 2-2. Four, two, and two. So I like it. He had a couple good assist games. So I, I, I mean, do you think this is a good question? Do you think Kyle Lowry would give you more off the bench than Pat Bev was? Um, 
Very similar. I, I, I think they're very similar in, in, in multiple ways. Like Kyle Lowry's like a leader, an outspoken, a, a tenacious guy, right? He, in his prime, was a tough defender. I don't know if he's much of that anymore, <laughs> really. I mean, he could be. I, I truthfully have not watched him play much basketball. Uh, he seems like he can still shoot a little bit, so that's good. Um, I will take campaign and Kyle Lowry over Pat Bev. I will. I, I think that's obvious, but also I, I see a lot of people – you know, a lot of people in Philly are very attached to Patrick Beverly. They're not really he sure He had that why. Philly mentality, brother. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want it. I'm good. I, what I want <laughs> is somebody that can score the ball, you know. And I'm not saying these guys are fucking Dame Lillard, but I think these two, uh, I think it's a net positive. I think we upgrade it from Patrick Beverly with these. I mean, Pat Bev isn't even that good of a defender anymore. Like, he's, you know, he can get up in your grill and, 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 and grab your jersey and play a little rough. But, you know, he gets blown by a lot. He gets you know, beat to the spot a lot. So I, I'm not worried about losing Pat Bev. A lot of people are. It's kind of driving me a little crazy. But um, the way I look at it is it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. So um, yeah, with without a beat, obviously nothing matters. But even with a, even with him, I don't, I don't see what's, you know, what are we going to do? When are we going to make this run? Who are you, you know, are we going to beat the Celtics or the Bucks? Or are we going to beat the Pacers or the Knicks or the Cavs? Like now we're starting to fall back into the Eastern Conference standing before it was... We talked again, about I know that. that. The injury, obviously, you know, we didn't see this coming, even though we kind of could have projected it, pred- predicted it. Uh, but now we're in fifth, and we're only two games above the Pacers for sixth. I'm, sure, I'm sorry, four-fifth. And we're only two and a half ahead of Orlando, and only three and a half ahead of Miami, and, uh, you know, even six and a half above Chicago. Like... We could... We're getting close I mean, to we, slipping into that play-in, dude. We probably will be in that... Uh, yeah. I, no, we probably no, will. I, I would say I, yeah. my my prediction is they wind up seven or eight. Yeah, that would be man. If we finish below fucking Miami, um, I mean, you have you watched any of the games since since Embiid's been out and and like no Mac no Maxi and even when Maxi's played, Maxi really. There's a conversation that, that we're not going to have right now, but that needs to be had centered around that gentleman, dude, because he is the most inconsistent hit or miss kind of guy. That, yeah, there. I mean, it's. I, I guess it's hard when your your supporting cast is just Tobias Harris throwing up twelve points, but Kelly Oubre, yeah, either uh, five of five from three or zero for five. But I mean, I need more from you against. I don't even know if it was the Hawks or not. I don't remember the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks dropped one twenty seven. The Warriors dropped one twenty seven in that game. That the was... Mavericks came back from a big oh, right, deficit. Yeah. Uh, the Nets dropped like one thirty six on us at home. The Wizards were going, oh, it was were going the back Warriors and forth. With the... He plays 30 minutes, scores 12 points. Yeah. I mean, Kenyon, yeah. Martin, Kenyon, had... Kenyon Martin Jr. outscored him. That can't yeah. happen. Lan- Ricky Council Lan- outscored Lan- him. had four, 13 points for the Warriors that game, 4 of 7 from 3. They were 16 of 38. Curry only had 1 3. He only had 9 points, and they wow. still torched us. I thought you said Landon Quinones because that, that guy just fought in the UFC last week. Lester Quinones. Yeah, I did. Lester. Yeah, oh, wow. Lester. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. No, I, I literally was like, holy <laughs> shit. The UFC fighter has also dropping buckets in Philly. Yeah. Um, Lester Quinones, the, the, the Memphis boy. He, um, they, I mean, Andrew Wiggins had one of his best games of the year against us. Like, we are, um, we are free-falling uh, is what I want to say. I mean, we got the Cavs coming up tonight. Probably going to get smoked there. We got the Heat tomorrow or on Wednesday. Probably Probably gonna, I mean, we get the Cavs, Cavs, Heat, Knicks, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics is how we're ending this month of February. Good luck. And then, you know, we start March with a couple of easy games-ish, Hornets, Grizzlies mixed in. But I don't know how many games are really easy at this point. I mean, look, I guess looking at our schedule, we have more hard games than easy games. Oh, yeah. And that's, 
that's just looking at, you know, that's just a first look. If we don't have him beat for any of these games, they're all going to be tough. So hopefully we can get him back for April. Maybe we can get him in there against the Spurs, Grizzlies. He can drop like 25 in like 10 minutes and we can feel good about ourselves, but I'm Ty, not sure. To end the month, they have, they go to Cleveland, come back home, play the Heat, Knicks, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics. I, yeah. I don't see a win in that whole thing. Yeah, no, no. Probably, maybe the Heat because they're at home. But like, I think uh, they'll find a way to win one of those dogs. Games. We're eleven point dogs tonight against the Cavs. So yep. um, does that mean Maxie's not playing? Rolling. That might mean that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it doesn't <laughs> Actually, really matter. Uh, Sixers downgrade starter. Tobias Harris out. Like, what the fuck oh, is wrong well, with him? Good. Yeah. Oh, left hip impingement. That guy is the worst. These guys all like, I have one of those, need, I think. We need you the most right now, and you're all just calling out of work or you're all sick. Uh, they don't want any blood to be on their hands. They don't want it to any of them to be their fault. The Sixers are toast. Uh, it's just kind of we're going to have to watch these guys bleed out and flail around on the deck. It's like they took the fish out of the water, and they're just flopping around, and we're all just staring at it. Somebody should throw it back in the water, but we're all just like, eh. This is how it kind of gonna. It's gonna. This is how it happens. This is the end of the season, and then they'll try to run it back and do the same shit next year. I am as apathetic again. Back to you know the Sixers got me in for a good two months before they broke my heart again. So there you go. So, and we have another thirty games left of this nonsense before we can really that's good put it to rest, and that's it. So that is the Sixers. That is the uh, hot take hot box for the most part. Uh, Flyers some bean pot action. Yeah, who cares tonight? Oh, uh, actually, no, you don't care. You want to see the number one overall pick? Cutter's not in there, so yeah, I actually am interested. Number one overall pick, Macklin Celebrini, is playing tonight at seven thirty on ESPN Plus for the BU Terriers against Northeastern. Um, I'm actually really excited to watch him because it looks like the Blackhawks are so pathetic. They might get the number one pick again. Hell yeah! Um, which I mean, obviously, I'm fine with. More than fine with. I don't want to get the second, third, fourth, fifth, not, right? Yeah. yeah, if you ain't first, you're last, motherfucker. But um, Bedard should be coming back soonish, ish, ish, soonish. Um, so maybe you know fans can finally tune back in. But yeah, uh, what's going on with the Flyers? It looks like they're um, five. Flyers five are still winning, one th- dude. One three in a row. Yeah. Right? So I mean, the point differential—it's starting to go down. They're only at plus four in the year. So I think you know the law of averages, right? It's a long season. But uh, big win against the Kraken. Big big win against the Jets, and a huge win against the Panthers. So. Yeah, they got the Coyotes tonight. That should be probably a win, but you never know. Should be. And then the, the the Maple Leafs. We got the Stadium Series game against the Devils. They come. They go to Chicago. Me and you will be there on site. Hopefully, uh, they play the Rangers. Go to Pittsburgh. Play the Lightning at home. They have a pretty tough schedule too, man. Jeez. Yeah. Um, March looks a little more lighter, but still, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, like I said, like you said earlier, and we still have thirty more games of the NBA. We still got thirty more games of uh, NHL plus, not not including the playoffs. So. Um, yeah, what are your uh, overall thoughts right now? Not, you know, I don't want you to pro- project, no, project, no, no, yeah, um, predict anything, but uh, what, 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 where do you stand right now? I think the Fly Guys are in a really good spot right now. Uh, I think they had, there was that rough little period after the whole Carter Hart announcement and Tippett was hurt and there was a, there was a couple things that just weren't going their way and it seemed like, you know, there's a couple opportunities this season, Ty, where they could have rolled over and been the team that everybody thought they were going to be or kind of, you know, had projected them. And they reject that every every time. And that is that that is what I, I really do love about this team. Because there was, what was that, 
last week or two weeks, three weeks ago, they lost, what, five in a row? Avalanche, Senators, yep. Lightning, Red Wings, and none of those games were particularly close other than that Senators game. So it's good to see them come back from this little break, you know, the All-Star break. They get a big win at you know against the Panthers. I think it was on the road, too. So that was huge victory. Yeah. Take care of the Jets. Like you said, the Jets are a good team. And then the Kraken, you know, and then the, the Coyotes, they should take care of business against them as well. And they are still sitting in, sitting pretty in a playoff spot. They're getting chased down by, you know, the, the Islanders, I guess. But the Islanders, they're six points behind them, you know, for that for that yeah. last spot in the Metro. The Devils, I don't know what's going on with the Devils. I guess they're waiting for them to turn it around. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Also, the Penguins, waiting for them to turn around. I'm not sure that's going to happen either, so... It looks like the Fly guys hopefully can keep a top three spot in the Metro. Yeah, um, and they're less than the, thirty games. The Flyers do. I mean, there's they have a they they have the most games played in the whole Eastern Conference, pretty much. They're tied four with the yeah, Lightning. It's still kind of weird. That is weird, but uh, so that oh, that's yeah, that's something that you would have to like. You know, they they have three games on the Devils, and the Devils are eight points back. So they're you know th- that's not doesn't mean they're going to win all of them. Come back, you know, who knows? But it's a lot needs to be kind of ironed out here before the end of the season, but I like where the Flyers are sitting right now, and I'd be curious to see what they do come the deadline. I don't think they're gonna like go out and get somebody, which I don't think they really need to. They kind of can just hang out and you know maybe trade a Sean Walker or a Ristolainen or one of those defensemen and just get something back. Like they, they you know, I see people like, oh, well, they should trade TK. They should trade like. I'm not trading any of that. these guys unless you're giving me something like highly valuable. We're not trying to sell pieces off. We're just trying to get better and get better for the future. If you can help us, then we'll do that. I would trade Sean Walker for a first, you know, maybe even a second. If they can get a first for him, then I'm all in. But I think the Flyers really overall are in a great spot here, and I am excited, excited. I mean, they are must-watch TV like tonight. I think they're both on the sell- the uh, Sixers and the uh, Flyers. I'll be watching them. Yep. Watch the Flyers, Flyers Coyotes. Yeah. I'll be locked in on that. I'm more excited for that. So, so the number three in the Metro. There's gonna be a nice race for that spot. Yeah. There's gonna be a nice. The Blackhawks are uh, have two points less than the Sharks, who have a game in hand on them. The battle for the number one spot in the league, uh, draft wise, at least. Hopefully, uh, that's gonna be a spot. That's gonna be a tough, uh, a race to watch. And then point points leading the points in uh, the league leader in points. I guess that's the, is that the R Ross or is yes, that the I think yeah? So. I don't, Unless it's just so the MVP. Yeah, yeah, they all have names. Uh, Kucherov, Nikita Kucherov is eighty nine points in fifty two games. Nathan McKinnon is eighty five in fifty three games. Uh, Pasternak seventy five in fifty two. McDavid seventy one in forty six. Um, so it looks like looks like Kuch, man. He's still he's still rumbling. He's still. Could be another rolling. collision I mean, course, uh, a rematch of that uh, Stanley Cup final of the yeah, Avalanche. I mean, the amount, it could be. It could be. Now, I'm going to give you my my uh, my project. I, I keep fucking up on saying predict and project. I keep combining them. Project. Predict. Pre- project. Predict. I'm going to go with the Fighting Cats, the Panthers of Florida, representing the Eastern Conference, and they are going to match up against who? I'm going to say it. I don't believe it yet. The Edmonton Oilers of the Western wow. Conference. They're, they're rolling. They, they lost that. like once in the year of 2024. They're still in third place in the in the Pacific. And they're, you know, barely ahead of the Kings. But Vancouver has been unbelievable yeah. from start to finish. They've been the best team in the league, I, I believe, them in Boston. 
Still Feels like they'll get I mean, fraud checked, though, don't you think? Absolutely, yes. Um, Rangers, uh, I'm just not there with them or the Hurricanes. But I could see the Rangers have a, a lot of firepower. I'm going to go Oilers or Dallas. I think maybe this is Dallas's year to finally break through, but maybe Colorado fraud checks, and maybe Winnipeg finally finds uh, what the, some of their form earlier in the season. But it should be a good playoffs for the NHL. I think, you know, Boston, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, New York, uh, Carolina, Philly, like, those are all solid teams, man. Detroit even. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm, uh, hopefully Blackhawks keep losing. Do you know how many Blackhawks uh, wins? How many road wins the Blackhawks have? Uh, boy. Out of 28 games, how many do you think they have? <laughs> they probably have three. Four. Okay. <laughs> I, They've lost six in a row. I just uh, saw the record Vegas. that they only had 14 wins overall, so I was like, hey, it's got to yeah, be low. It's yeah. got to be real. Not good, not good. Um, they're 10 and 12 at home, so that's good. But negative 74 point differential, the, the Sharks are at negative 92, which is just insane. And nobody else is uh, even really close. So I guess Anaheim, but yeah. There you go. That's, ho- that's hockey talk from the boys. Man. Hockey talk. Oh, college hockey talk. Oh, bean pot action tonight, 730. Again, Macklin Celebrini, hopefully he's uh, playing with Connor Bedard in the future, but he's going to be lighting the, lighting the lamp. Tonight against Harvard, I believe. Can I bet that? Uh, They're playing Northeastern, so, you know, whatever. Boston College is playing Harvard right now in the consolation game. Uh, Boston College, I believe, is the number one team in the country. Yeah, they're number one, and BU is two. So, looks like the Boston area knows how to play some hockey. Also forgot to mention that scumbag POS, uh, Rob Gronkowski, missing that kick last night for the fucking (laughs) FanDuel thing. What a piece of fucking garbage, man. Yeah, I don't want to see that ever again. I mean, I, I'm so sick of that shit. I wish I wouldn't have picked, and I find, I picked because I thought, ah, they're, they got to make it this year. He missed last year. The odds are he's going to make it. They had Carl Weathers in the commercial hyping him up. Carl Weathers dies, and this scum can't even <laughs> fucking find it within himself to make the field goal. Are you kidding me? That's all I yeah. wanted to say on that. Yeah, so, no, I agree. That's pretty sad. I would have made it. I would have. I would. I would hope that a professional athlete could make make a a field goal if he practiced it at all. But I guess not. Maybe it's a little bit more difficult. Pat McAfee's probably somewhere screaming about uh, how it's not as easy as it looks and stuff like that. So there you go. Pat McAfee will be on Monday Night Raw tonight. I know you'll be uh, tuned in. So I'll be watching. You got a lot to watch. I've actually just started watching the Raw. Uh, the WWE. I've re- reassumed my journey. Uh, starting in the late 90s, so I'm going to see what kind of invasion we have coming up soon, so I'm excited about that. Hell yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So, this has been the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Ty Capone. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, if you are going to enjoy a nice beverage uh, from time to time, it's not bad to sneak a water in. And just keep yourself hydrated so you can go all night long. All night long. <laughs>